there's no walls or barriers and there's people from all different races and ethnicities and creeds and religions. And it's just like, everybody's just like in this spot together. Hey everybody, welcome to the Filling Station podcast. Whether you're on a break or on a walk or getting a cup of coffee, you can drop in and listen to me, Lindsay, and my little sister, Mallory, tell you some positive, fun, uplifting stories to help you get through these weird times. We can all use some positive vibes. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am feeling excited to be back on the horn with you. Yeah, no doubt. Me too. Um, how are you? I'm good. I'm excited as well. I feel, I don't know if rested is the right word, but I feel ready. I feel ready to come back. As ready as we're ever going to be. As ready as we're ever going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think we took a little bit of time to um, rest and refresh and... Um, Educate. Yeah. Reflect a little bit and... We had been going really hard, and um, I think that that was it was good for us to pause. Yeah, I do too. I agree, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am. Yeah. Did you so what are we? I did. <laughs> what are we going to talk about today? Well, I wanted to start by like just kind of. I think we have some announcements, and uh, you know, just wanted to say that I think moving forward. We are going to try a new cadence. So we knew like when we started this podcast that um, it would evolve. Uh, The (laughs) initial idea was just to kind of see if we could do it. And then um, we knew that with COVID and everything that that things would evolve as states started to get more back to normal as things got better. Um, And... I think what we realized is like prior to even what's happened in the last two weeks um, with protests and really the, the the country waking up a bit was that we had, we'd been going really hard and um, <laughs> we also have real jobs. So maybe um, if we just do this twice a week that we can deliver better content, research our stories a little bit more. Um, and so I think that's what we're going to start doing. Yeah, right? leave the people wanting a little bit more, maybe. <laughs> yes, exactly. We gave and we gave and we gave and we gave. Now it's <laughs> Time asking to... permission to step back a little bit. But... Yes, exactly. So we're <clears throat> going to try doing two times a week, um, mm-hmm. doing Tuesday and Thursdays. So um, stick with us. I know some people are still getting caught up on all the episodes we did over 30. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a lot of content out there. Um, obviously the other thing that we wanted to talk about is the fact that, um, I think that we last week took some time to reflect and refresh and, um, educate as Lindsay said, and think about what our like a mission is with this podcast. And at the beginning, it really was to like spread positivity and potentially to like distract people from everything that was going on with COVID. And I think where we are now is like, we can still offer these positive stories, but what we want to do is shift and try to amplify black stories and black voices and spend a little bit more time trying to help as we continue to educate ourselves, help educate our listeners on um, the history of systemic racism and also things that you can do now um, to help just be more aware, right. do things in your communities, do things 
around the country, the way that you talk with people. Um, so I don't think that we're going to always get it right. And we're going to try and lean into this un- uncomfortableness. Um, and because uh, that's what we need to do. So, yeah. And we still are going to try to tell, you know, positive, uplifting, absolutely. funny, interesting stories. But we just want to be cognizant of where they come from and who they highlight and want to do a better job of highlighting uh, people of color and black people in particular um, that are around us. And yeah. so we're going to try that today. We're going to we try can, to yeah. get going a little bit. We so. can all learn together. And um, one quote that I thought was really cool that my, it's not even, <laughs> it's not even like a revolutionary <laughs> quote, but I heard my friend say it the other day and I'm probably going to be totally butchering it, but she's like, when like the tide rises, all boats rise. Yeah. And I love that. And I just think that's so cool. So we can all lift each other up together and we're in this together. This is a community. And, um, so we hope that you're along for the ride. And, um, so today I'm excited. I wanted to give you some small facts. Um, so one of the things that we talked about previously in our episode 846, um, was, uh, supporting black owned businesses. And so today we want to talk a little bit about that. Lindsay's going to tell us about some of his favorite in Kansas city. And one of the things that I wanted to start with on this episode is telling you like why this is important. So, um, I read an article from the Charlotte observer that will link in the show notes that said, um, in 2017, a study conducted by Stanford's Institute for economic policy research found that black entrepreneurs are less likely to seek funding from the bank due to fear of being rejected and no, and noted that past research found lending discrimination. So basically what this ultimately means is that black businesses and entrepreneurs must self-fund or rely on funding from friends and family to get their passions up and running. So they put their all into creating a business that will hopefully one day create a lasting legacy for generations to come. And what we've seen in history is that often, um, whether politically or through different policy reforms or from for instance, like in 1921, the black or like riots in um, Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, what was then known as Black Wall Street completely burned to the ground. So people are often like restarting or black families are often restarting every few decades. So that's why it's really important to like invest money in these businesses and help their um you know, all of our economy thrive, but you can make conscious choices. So with that, I wanted to actually That was very well said, by the way. Oh, thank you. Very nice. Thank you. Um, So I wanted to talk about actually two ways that, um, two places that you can actually use as resources. Um, It's an app on your phone. So there's really no excuse to, to not have them on there. So one is called Black Nation. It was launched in 2018 by entrepreneur Ramesh Boudou. And it allows black owned businesses to place a list or to have a place on a list, have a place on your phone to list (laughs) their companies for free and create visibility. So um, you can go onto this app and you can search. um, What was the app called again? It's called Black Nation. Black Nation, okay. Um, And it's not just for people to look up black owned businesses in their areas, but also for people to look around the world as we know that online shopping and um, that uh, online marketplace is obviously just like the way of the world, the way that the world works now. So um, even if there's, uh, if you're looking for, let's say, 
some sort of accessory or jewelry or skincare line or something, and you don't have something in your city or state, um, there are other states and places yeah. around the world that have have these items. And so um, it's a great place to be able to find these different companies um, and then, you know, order from them online. So the other one I wanted to call out here is called Official Black Wall Street. Um, so they have over 5,000 Black-owned businesses in 10 different countries currently listed. It's one of the largest Black-owned business discovery apps. Um, and I've signed up for both of these apps. This one was founded in 2014 by Mandy Bowman. Um, Shadi, and I feel like they both have like a really great user experience. And um, I think that these are, we've seen a lot of articles coming out about like restaurants and stuff. And you're going to obviously talk about some, some places in Kansas city, but I haven't seen as much highlighted on um, these other yeah. types of like shops and stuff. Um, and then the other thing I would just say is like, I would encourage people to just do your research. If you're kind of between, you're not really sure what you're looking for. Why not explore um, companies or businesses that, are black um that you can support so yeah that's a really good point because i think so much we hear about um wanting to support black owned businesses like what i was talking about with restaurants and stuff but <clears throat> there are a lot of opportunities out there to provide support in other in other ways which is really cool there was a list going around the other day which is all black owned bookstores yes um, i love that yeah which is really cool so i was just gonna say that i actually um my action item that i'm gonna take today is i'm gonna order the book white fragility um from mm. a local black owned business store there's a number of them in new york city all around new york city um and I don't know, it might be hard to find. I actually was talking to a friend at work yesterday <laughs> and they said that that book is sold out um, a, a lot um, actually on Amazon, which is not what we're saying to do. But right, for that yeah. book to be sold out on Amazon is pretty like remarkable. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So white fragility. And if that's not available, then I'm going to order the fire next time. So there you go. Yeah. Well, that's good. And I think that one important piece, and certainly both of these apps that you talked about um, are black owned and uh, and are certainly doing their vetting and, and making sure that the information they're putting out there is correct. But mm -hmm. I was actually scrolling through Instagram the other day and came across a restaurant that you used to work for in, uh, is it in Brooklyn? Pies, yeah. and, pies and Thighs. And they posted on Instagram and they said, hi there. We've been open since 2006. So many of you know Sarah and Carolyn. <clears throat> Currently, Pies and Thighs is listed as a black-owned business on Postmates, which it is not. Postmates, Postmates made no effort to contact us to find out. We have multiple made multiple calls and we're still on the list. We are not available on the app until a correction is made. Please support black-owned businesses. So as you come across places and we just know human nature is for people to try to take advantage of situations, but you might want to do your research on some of these places and make sure that you're supporting who you think you're supporting. Um, Which is, yeah. So interesting because it, it's so cool. Of, uh, pies and thighs to jump out in front of it and say, Hey, look, we're, we are not black owned, but please yeah. support black owned businesses. And we're not going to do any business with Postmates until they get this corrected. Yeah. And I think that's really, that's a small thing that, that helps, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So pies and thighs. Yeah, I had a I had a short stint working there, um, in my tenure here at in in New York, and there were just 
awesome and it is a, <laughs> a like a southern fried chicken restaurant they also make donuts and have um pies and they are two white <laughs> pies women and, and thighs. pies and thighs there you go um <laughs> but i think one one thing that you hear a lot about right now is people talking about allyship and i think mm-hmm. that this is a really great example of them being allies to the black community to say hey like first of all this is incorrect if Postmates did any sort of research, they would be able to quickly see that. Like it's all right. over their social media and their website. So those are easy ways to just check those, those biz- check to make sure you have the facts right. But then secondly, for them to say, not only is this wrong, but we're not going to support this delivery service right. until they fix it. And we also are not saying like, come visit us. It's like support black owned businesses. Right. So the like, definition of allyship is the state or condition of being an ally supportive association with another person or group. So in my mind, I think that that is an example of allyship and I think it's really cool. So shout out to Carolyn and Sarah. They're awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that is, uh, I think that's really cool because as you talked about the, um, with the tide rising all ships, high tide bringing all ships up with it which I literally experienced the other day when the lake <laughs> flooded. And I was afraid that my boat was going to be on the bottom of the lake and it rose with the water. That's how things work. Um, but I think that that's, uh, as the restaurant industry is really struggling right now after COVID, um, by supporting any restaurant, you're supporting all restaurants. And so, to you know, pies and thighs recognizing that by encouraging people to support Black-owned businesses, which might not necessarily be pies and thighs, it's going to help out everybody, um, yeah. which is really, really cool. And so I wanted to talk about two different restaurants here in Kansas City. Um, this Kansas... is making me hungry. I'm excited. I know. I'm starving <laughs> this morning. Um, so the first one I was going to talk about is a pretty famous restaurant in Kansas City. Uh, it's called Ruby Jean's Juicery, and it was oh. founded by Chris Good um, a while back, I want to say... Uh, oh, probably like 10 years ago, five or six years ago, maybe, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, he named it after uh, his grandmother, Ruby Jean, um, who was born in Oklahoma in March on March 7th, 1938. Um, and she eventually ended up in Kansas City where she helped uh, Chris, Chris Good, the owner, helped. Uh, he grew up with her and spent a lot of time with her and she had a major impact on his life. And she cooked a lot of Southern food and, and uh, you know, fried chicken and butter and gar- and uh, collard greens and all this sort of stuff. And um, she died at the age of like uh, early 60s from uh, complications related to her diet. And mm. so Chris actually was in L.A. with some friends and he watched uh, the movie. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, he watched the movie fat, sick, and nearly dead. And he got, uh, completely hooked on healthy living, um, and wanting to have like juice cleanses and having like a juice bar. And so he actually opened Ruby jeans in her honor. It's like this lively, the walls are bright orange. Her mural is like on the wall. Like it's going to make me kind of choke up, but there's this big mural of her, like on the wall, like overlooking everybody. Um, and he's focused on not only providing healthy food, but healthy food for his neighborhood. So if you know Kansas City, um, there are some serious food deserts. 
and certainly health food deserts. And mm-hmm. so his, the original Ruby jeans is over off of Troost, which is um, kind of an area where there's some low income housing and, and stuff like that. It's really a beautiful part of the city, but it's been neglected for years. And he wanted to put a healthy option in that neighborhood to help provide, you know, nourishment for those people that lived in that neighborhood. And so Ruby Jeans has got a couple more locations now, but it is phenomenal. They got juices and smoothies and salmon and little protein bars. And you can sign up for like their juice cleanse and everything is just oh my fresh gosh. and it's so lively and like bubbly in there. Um, it's really cool. There's actually one down by my office that I frequent pretty regularly. And, uh, it's it's gotten a lot of press in Kansas City, but it's just really cool that he saw an issue not only with the health, but where the restaurant was. He certainly mm-hmm. probably could have gone and put it in Johnson County or put it in, you know, a more affluent section of the city and probably would have made a lot more money. But he wanted to give back to his specific community and help to kind of close that that desert, that food desert and specifically the health food desert um, over there on the on the east side of town. So Really cool. So Ruby Jeans Juicery, like I said, it's over off of Truce and there's one there's one in downtown Kansas City as well. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. And we have to go there next time. Oh I yeah. Come. I can just imagine like this colorful, lively place. <clears throat> and it is, man. It is. I'm picturing bright, like a coffee green. shop a little bit where you yeah. can almost like hang out and you kind of see people coming and going and yeah. just like a place to meet and Man, that's so, it is so good. And yeah, the music's always really good. And it's just like got this really good energy and they have the best avocado toast I've ever had. Ooh, (laughs) which is saying something because I feel like, like that is, a lot of people do avocado toast and sometimes I'm like, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. Well, they use, I mean, they're all about like healthy fats and all that sort of stuff. So it's got olive oil on it and red mm-hmm. pepper flakes and man. That's how I make it at home. So Ooh, it is I'm going to have to go try this and get some more inspiration. <laughs> right. So is it Chris Good, you said? Chris Good, yeah. Chris G- Good. O-O-D-E and, and Ruby Jeans Juicery. Which is just also like the the coolest story, but the cutest name that just like rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Super easy to remember. And um, they're really – website's really cool too they got like a whole like video about like their history and like knowing your why and all that sort of stuff and like what they're trying to do yeah that's really cool and then the other one i wanted to talk about real quick is uh, another restaurant around the corner from me called game day chicken wings and game day popped up in kind of this um this restaurant spot and we all know those places like in our cities where it's like it's like a dead end. Like oh whatever God, goes where you there. You just see restaurants that just yeah. they go and they're there for like a year, and they, you're like, you want them to make it. And you they want just them to make don't. it. And it's like normally it's like a really good like like spot, like a visible spot, and for whatever reason, it's almost like it's cursed. And like yeah. you just see restaurants just come through there, and it's sad because that's such a risk to take that leap and open up a restaurant and then have like this nice spot that's like in a high traffic area and then not have it work it's almost like these buildings are cursed or something it's crazy and so there's a place like that around the corner from me it's like this really good visible spot there's plenty of parking like everything's good and whenever we first moved here it was just rotated through restaurants like all the time and half the time it was empty well in 2017 Kelvin Powell and his wife, Risha Rayon, 
opened up uh, game day chicken chicken wings, and they do breakfast and uh, and like brunch, and they serve all sorts of kind of drinks, and they do uh, you know fried chicken, fried fish, and they've turned it into like this gathering place in my neighborhood, and a lot of times um, we go there to get wings and carry out and stuff for games i mean it's called game day game day yeah <laughs> game day chicken wing. so like if we're it's wanting perfect. to like have like a party or something and watch you know a, a chiefs game or something we'll go over there and get it and i mean the whole place is bumping in the morning people are picking up their wings picking up their sides and everything and kelvin's in the back uh you know ordering the the chefs around and then risha's up in the front their son's cruising around like it's a whole family oh. ordeal and everybody just chit chats and talks and like there's no walls or barriers and there's people from all different races and ethnicities and creeds and religions. And it's just like, everybody's just like in this spot together and it's delicious food. Also, by the way, it's got like 119 reviews or something like that. And all of them are five stars. Like it's just, (laughs) which I think is also like the neighborhood, just like supporting them so much. And uh, it's a really cool, it's a really cool spot. And they've, since 2017 so they've been there over three years now um and they're killing it and they've expanded and they actually bought or are renting a a spot across the parking lot so they can have like big like um parties and stuff over there they built a patio out so there's like outdoor seating oh my Um, gosh their their brunch and like breakfast stuff like Oh man, it's making me starving right now. I looked them up. They're not open. They're closed on Tuesday. So I'm going to have to wait. Oh, until darn it. <laughs> but they are uh, game day chicken wings, man. They are just the sweetest people and, um, and really lovely. And, and we just need to be more cognizant of that. You know what I mean? And even if it's like, you know, sometimes I really want some fried chicken or I'm craving some chicken strips or something like that. And like the easy thing is to go to like KFC or Popeye's or something, which is fine or whatever, but we should spend that extra 10 minutes and that extra like five or six bucks to get stuff that's good from our local businesses that are minority and black owned. And I'm going to, that's my action item. I'm going to really try to support every time I go out to eat, I'm going to try to support these local black owned restaurants and, uh, and try to do a little, my little part. So, because there's such good stories, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. It shows like the next generation that this is possible. And well, and we haven't even talked around the fact that like food is, I've said it before on here. I was like this old motto of a company I used to work at, but like life happens around food. So you basically, yeah. you, you not basically, but you said in both of these stories that they are gathering places that people are coming together which i think is something that you see a lot with places that are like open for anybody to walk through the door and then like so then they become these types of places because you get individuals who maybe don't always feel welcomed at other businesses coming here and i think that that is so beautiful about these yeah just gathering places I guess is like the best way that I can put it and it just like I just am excited for things to open back up have they kind mm-hmm. of started to open back up in Kansas City oh yeah with restaurants and stuff yeah. okay great oh, yeah. good that makes me happy and so both game day chicken wings and um Ruby Jean's juicery hopefully are have made it I through I think they're doing okay yeah okay good good and um <laughs> 
I just, I think you should go um, if you feel comfortable and support, maybe sit outside and yeah. um, just like, I just love the idea of just seeing that flow. Like, you know me, I'm like a people yeah. watcher. Dan always like gets onto me for staring and I'm like, even just like, I love flying in the airport because like, you just way, sit man. there all day and just like watch, watch all these people like, you know, and it's just cool to see how people flow and like what's going on and you catch snippets of like what people are doing with their days or how their family are and um so i think you should definitely go do that and i love um just both of those those stories in those restaurants so i know and i'm the exact same way as you man i'm a people watcher i love being in the airport i love watching people and it's out of like i want to see what's going on i want to see like what shoes are these guys wearing? What are they, you know, like what are the clothes that like, maybe I'm not seeing like in my area and like my neck of the woods or my city. Like, I want to know what's like, what's next. I'm always looking at like people's style and stuff. And I think that if you don't get outside of your comfort zone, maybe, and like go to these types of businesses where everybody is accepted and everybody feels accepted. So everybody goes there. That's how you learn about your community. And Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm with you. I love I, I love whenever you come visit, we'll go to both of these places and we'll sit outside and we'll go see Kelvin and Risha. And, uh, and yeah, and then we'll and wash it down with a smoothie there. like the next day yes. from Ruby Jeans. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to be there in August. So we're actually going to get to put this Hell in yeah. place. Hell yeah. Oh, this is awesome. Thank yeah, you so much. Good. Yeah, it's good talking to you. Yeah. So remember, just try and do something every day it can be small it can be reading something educating yourself it can be having a tough conversation or just i mean we all have to eat every day so no doubt man (laughs) no doubt give those apps one more time uh black nation and black wall street beautiful all right love you kiddo i love you too see you Thank you guys so much for listening to the Filling Station pod. Mallory and I are having a fantastic time delivering you these hilarious and uplifting stories. If you want to be involved with the podcast, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Filling Station pod, or you can email us at the Filling Station pod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.